Estate planning made easy. This is The Strong Room on 770 CHQR, a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 770 CHQR. One of the great misconceptions of an estate plan is that it only takes effect when you die. Nothing could be further from the truth. An estate or life plan is all about what you have achieved to this point in your life and how you're planning for your life moving forward. Macmillan Estate Planning staff are leaders in this area. You can find out more about the company at macmillanestateplanning.com. There's an assortment of information on what the firm does for its clients, including timely blogs on various topics you may wish to incorporate into your own plan. It's a great one-stop shop for research on the topic. And it leads nicely into one of Macmillan's upcoming seminars, where you can learn more about the process of building a good estate or life plan. The next seminars are Thursday, January 25th in Calgary and Wednesday, January 31st in Red Deer. To pre-register, call the office weekdays during office hours at 403-266-6464 or you can register online anytime at mcmillanestate.com. We're talking about getting your financial house in order to start the new year. Part of that should be to put in place a life or estate plan to ensure continuity and protection of your assets regardless of what life brings. If, as an example, you own land that you want to transfer to your children, there are some particular aspects you'll want to consider to protect those assets. Macmillan Legal Counsel Henry Villanueva cites one example. One family we met where uh, the parents have been farming the land for quite a substantial number of years and uh, the children group uh, would like to help with the farm but they would also like to continue on with their careers. We had a deep talk with the children and found out that they were not actually interested in the farm altogether but were interested in actually leasing out the land for, uh, for solar panels or for electric facilities. Having talked to the parents, we told them that this is what the children wanted to do for their parents' property, but uh, their parents were concerned with whether or not the land would be dealt uh, properly and that the inc- whether or not the income would be uh, substantial enough. Uh, these are the points that you have to consider when providing for a generational plan for For example, farm families, you have to make sure that uh, the parent group will still have sufficient income and whether or not the plan of the kids on how to deal with the farmland would be appropriate in such instances as well. It's not as easy as just leasing the land out. There's many factors to consider, including the land itself, how uh, the the city or the municipality um, regulates the use of the land, as well as commercial contracts involving third parties, which would provide for uh, the solar panels or the electric facilities. I think uh, I think municipal bylaws are a pretty important part of all of this. Uh, there are lots of families with holdings on the perimeter of our communities. We know we're becoming more urban. We know that somebody can look at a quarter section of land and say, that's my retirement because I'm going to sell it to a developer um, and, and uh, be able to live off the proceeds. Um, that may not necessarily be what the municipality really wants. It might. Uh, or in the case of Southern Alberta, there may be a water issue that, that would preclude Um, you know, a full development of that piece of property. One of the real issues in family farm is often the in-laws because in order to keep the operation moving forward, 
we certainly can't be dividing it in the event someone in the family experiences a divorce. And so this is a real risk to family farm operations. And so one of the primary things that we're also looking at in protecting a family farm is that we are protecting the family farm for the bloodline only. And so if the couples remain married for their entire lifespan, of course, they benefit because the farm um, is part of their lifestyle. But if they were to leave their partner or divorce, we don't want the farm operation broken up because it won't continue to succeed. So the real issue for family farm is often that bloodline protection and protecting it from one generation to the next. Are farms and ranches unique because of the fact that it's land as opposed to a restaurant or a grocery store or, you know, a a manufacturing facility? I would suggest that family farm is often what we would call cash poor. So they continually reinvest the profits that they do make from the farm operation into buying more equipment, perhaps buying more land and the expansion of the operation. So frequently when they're doing a wealth transfer or they're going into retirement, their challenge is often that they don't have enough cash flow in order to make the retirement a decent lifestyle. And yet in order to keep the operating business as a going concern, we can't sell off land or we won't have enough land to make profit. We've seen evidence of what can happen when things like tax policy are suddenly altered and how individuals can be impacted when the rules change. The good news, says Sherry McMillan, is that if you take the initiative and get started now, there are tools available to deal with the new tax realities in Canada and in the United States. We have solutions that are not uh, new or untested. These are vanilla solutions in estate planning. They're utilizations of you know trusts that I'll explain a little bit that we've been using for many, many decades um, as estate planners to mitigate some of these risks that we may be facing in the next you know duration of legislational change. Okay, let's talk about trusts because they're a really interesting part of the, the solution, it seems to me, regardless of what the new tax legislation looks like. Well, that's right, Peter. So, you know, if... If you haven't had the privilege of having an estate plan done before, you won't even know you have these possibilities or solutions. So it's unfortunate that the media, you know, pressed on in the way they did and said, oh my goodness, this is disastrous. And and don't get me wrong, it is, but there's also solutions and nobody was chatting about, well, what are the solutions then? And there are solutions. So trust is definitely one of those arenas. So for example, if I'm a business owner, Peter, uh, for the last, since the early 1980s, I've been allowed in my business to basically tax exempt a proportion of a business my entire career. So, and that tax proportion is quite large in my estate. So if I have an estate, let's say worth $10 million, I'm allowed in the eyes of Canada Revenue Agency to tax shelter up to 2.5 of 2.5 million of it as a growth that will not be taxed under that trust umbrella. Now, that's like a giant tax-free savings account. So, you know, if I'm an operating business and I've got $5 million in my operating business and $5 billion in my own personal hands, well, it's quite easy to take the cash reserve in the corporation, relabel it so that it's not going to be taxed on an ongoing basis. And we've just solved the new Trudeau tax is what we call it. Well, and the other thing is you've provided some income possibly for when you dispose of the business or step back from it and retire. That's right. And so, you know, I know it's alarming to us in the in the community whenever we hear of tax changes. And, and so it should be because the trick of tax changes is are you proactive? And so my encouragement to our families is, 
you know, we were working very diligently up until the end of the year, putting plans in place proactively in anticipation of some of these changes. And we are assuming that this next quarter is going to keep us exceptionally busy um, mitigating that Trudeau tax that's still vague, but it's coming. And even if your if your corporate uh, year doesn't coincide with the calendar year, uh, obviously it's too late to deal with personal tax situations. All you can do is file at the end of April under under the uh, existing framework. Uh, but it's never too early to start planning going forward. And and if you wind up paying an extra hit of tax, it may be the trigger to say to yourself, "I can do better." I need to talk to the folks at McMillan Estate Planning about what options there are for me going forward. That's right, Peter. And I think, you know, when we look at our estates, it's actually an additional responsibility. Not only are we responsible to create the estate we have for the purpose of our care in elder years and our lifestyle, but we we don't want to lose out on the last chore responsibility, which is to make sure it's in order. And so it may sound obvious, but it would be like building a house and not putting a lock on the front door. And we view estate planning like that. You've built a beautiful home for your life and your children's lives and the charity. Let's put a lock on the front door. If we don't want the tax man coming in and taking furniture and we don't want outside family members that divorce our children coming in and taking furniture, then we need to put a lock on the door. And the great part about Canada is we have locks. We just need to employ them, but you can't employ them after you've been robbed. You have to employ them in, in advance. And so, you know, we might be being extreme saying the Trudeau tax is robbery, but in a sense, if you don't put the lock on, you're allowing that tax to have impact on you. And you don't have to if we're proactive. The point of the exercise is that trusts are one tool that can be used. Presumably there are some others. And as you say, the idea is to use the tools that are in place to put you in the best possible situation, regardless of how the regulations change. That's right. And one of the things I share with all of our clients is you know, although your business practices, your measure of excellence, it's how you've created wealth is because you're so amazing at what you currently do. Please don't be embarrassed or timid or a little shy that you haven't had this all in order. In fact, I would say, Peter, in all sincerity, 98% of all of us neglect this arena. It's normal. But don't let that embarrassment or procrastination prohibit you from taking advantage of these opportunities and putting up that fence that you're entitled to. Let it be a trigger, not a break. That's right. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us on The Strong Room on 770 CHQR. 